0: Raptors fans, we are here with the last episode summarizing the regular season, previewing the playoffs. Oh my goodness, Ben, the Raptors made the five seed in the playoffs We're playing Joel Embiid, James Harden, and the Philadelphia 76ers, minus Matisse Seibel in Toronto games. Ben, welcome back to the podcast. I know you've had quite the the previous few weeks, and it's it's good to have you back on here. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing good for... That I'm excited to be back. For those of you that don't know, I had surgery and so I was recovering for a couple of weeks. Everything's fine, though. I'm healthy. I'm doing good. Huge shout out to Gavin for stepping in and keeping the podcast going because that would Gavin. not have been fun to do solo, I imagine. Um, so I'm glad we could keep it rolling. And I would love listening to the episodes with him on. Um, although I felt a little bit betrayed by Alex. I heard his email where apparently all of my takes are wrong and yours are right. And so that was... Alex is no longer the God in my books. Let's just say that and move on.
0: <laughs> I'm happy to. I'm happy to go there too, Ben. <laughs> all right. Uh, so this, this last week, we had five games because we're recording this on a Monday afternoon. So the the regular season finished last night. So we know all the standings. We know what the plan matchups are going to be. We went know what most of the playoff matchups are going to be. So this last week here, let, let's run through it as fast as we can because regular season's over. I want to talk about playoffs. So, yeah. the Raptors lost the Miami Heat Sunday night, one fourteen to one hundred nine. Kyle Lowry made his return there, moving video scene. All the fans go wild, and he gets a win. Raptors didn't didn't play particularly well or shoot well. There's a big shooting gap. Max Strus hit like seven threes, and Oladipo hit six threes for the Heat. So I don't know, close close game that I think the Raptors could have easily won
1: the only thing I'm going to remember about that game is the Kyle Lowry tribute. And it it was, it, it was a really special moment before tip off where the whole, everyone in the crowd is just standing and cheering for him. And, it's very rare that you see that when you have a player leave a team and come, they come back and get welcomed like that. Um, I remember when LeBron came back to Cleveland; you know, people were burning his jersey and jeering him and stuff. So it's like even players of that caliber. It's like it's it's. I'm really happy that Lowry left on good terms, and he's such a special part of this franchise. And so that was really touching. But yeah, the game itself, they lost. Who cares?
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I have a, an embarrassing confession to make here, Ben. When LeBron left, I was one of the the haters that got a quitness shirt. And oh, I yeah,
1: uh, I loved that shirt. I remember you wearing that. <laughs> yeah. I was fully on the board the LeBron
0: hatred as well. Not my proudest moment, but I was a wee young man and yeah. full of anger and revenge and hatred. We're so, teenagers. You know? Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Let's move on. So I went to this Hawks game where the Raptors beat them, one eighteen to one hundred eight. This was the game the Hawks absolutely needed to win to move up in the plans. They lost, and as a result, I mean, they played a few other games since then, but they are now in the bottom of the plans because they couldn't beat the Raptors here. And this was the Raptors team without OG Ananobi. Van Bleed has had one of his worst games of the season, four of 21 from the field, two of 12 from three. And the Hawks had some great shooting nights from Kevin Herder. I think he hit five threes and Bogdanovich hit five threes as well. But the Raptors' size was just so overwhelming. And they got 20 offensive rebounds this game. Pascal Siakam was just producing bucket after bucket. And as hard as Trey Young was to stop, the Hawks just suck on defense.
1: Yeah, yeah, like that's really what the all there was to say about that. Like DeAndre Hunter seemed like their only good defender. Clint Capella, not that impressive. Like Siakam blew by him a couple of times, where I was like, "Oh, this shouldn't be happening." Like, what? How are you, this is all Siakam wants to do? And did you not read the scouting report? Um, but let's go back to Freddie there for a bit because. He's been playing hurt, right? And yeah. this was his, the last game he's played. Uh, mm-hmm. like, I don't think he played in any of the other games this week. And didn't look great. There was a stretch in February post-All-Star break where the Raptors looked really bad. They had a back-to-back also with the Hawks where Freddie had two horrible games. with Charlotte and Atlanta back-to-back. And that was when I was really concerned about them because they had two horrible mm-hmm. blowout losses. And those were games where Freddie was also battling injuries and he rested for a bunch of games after that. Do you think Fred is going to be okay for the playoffs here? Do we need to be concerned about him or does he have enough rest here that I he think should be okay going? He has enough
0: players? rest. So the the Raptors end up playing the 76ers on Saturday evening. So this is going to end up giving him about like 2 weeks almost of rest where I'm sure he's still doing stuff and staying in shape and still shooting and whatnot, but not, not doing the high intensity stuff. So yeah, I think if, if this injury, because he's been playing with it for a long time now, right. And he's had some great games in between there. So I think, I think that the, this level of rest is like, if it's, if it's, if he needs anything more than this level of rest to get, to get healthy, then he probably needs surgery and whatnot in the off season. Right. So
1: Yeah. I'm I'm not just, too worried he did about it. book a step slow on defense in this game.
0: Like yeah, part of that was also Trey Young is just so hard to stay in front of, and Freddie's not the the best athlete out there, and Trey Young is you know one of the quickest guys in the league, and there was just a lot. It was just it was hard for it's hard for Freddie to stay in front of guys like that.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is certainly not one we'll be sending on his All NBA. All defense, (laughs) yeah, like showing zero highlights from this game.
0: Yeah, we saw we saw Malachi Flynn come in, get a stretch to try to contain Trey Young. Didn't work out great, but uh, I thought
1: he did okay. Like defensively, he was he
0: he did nothing. Fine, he fouled him, got (laughs) blown by. It was. The typical disaster that I was expecting. I had my eyes glued on Malachi Flynn when he came into the game. I was like, (laughs) "What the fuck is Nick Nurse doing here?"
1: (laughs) Oh my god, the hatred so deep runs so deep in you.
0: It does. Uh, Bring it all up to date. So this this is a great win for the Raptors. They ended up securing a playoff berth here, avoiding the plans by 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 getting this win. Which, you know, that, that was really like the main goal for this week was make sure you get into the playoffs, avoid the plans, avoid any kind of disaster, and they accomplished that easily. And Thursday night, the Raptors beat our, our playoff matchup, Philadelphia 76ers, 119 to 114, without Matisse Thibault because he is not eligible to enter Canada because he only has one vaccine. Uh Interesting decision from him there. We won't get into that because that, that's kind of beyond the scope of basketball. But the Sixers are going to be missing one of their starters for uh, every every home game for the Raptors. So that, that's certainly not helpful. Uh, but this game was a lot like the last game with the Raptors and the 76ers. Contained James Harden super well, made Joel Embiid work for his buckets, avoid fouling and Pascal Siakam just I think he had maybe his best game of the season and I feel like I'm saying that every game he's playing now but just the confidence he's playing with his aggression like just he's he's so assertive and confident going to the basket knowing he can get a shot off pulling off moves you can just see the confidence flowing through his game I've never seen him play this well before
1: Yeah. And it's not just the scoring. He had 37 points, but he also had 12 assists. Yeah. He was creating for everyone else as well. Like this is Peaks Yakum. It doesn't get better than this. I think this is this is the best he's ever played game. Yeah, this is not only. Yeah, he's on peak form, but this is also his best game of the season. Uh,
0: It just even cooked and beat a couple times. times.
1: Yeah, he was cooking everybody. He had that one play right near the end of the game where he did the little up fake and had Embiid fly by and just did a little scoop layup yeah. that kind of sealed the game. Uh, it was just a nasty move, and yeah, he's playing with so much confidence against this team. I feel like he really gets up to play Embiid because they have that Cameroonian connection and they they have like a friendly rivalry going. I think they both love each other. It's just I don't like know how much of a rivalry it other.
0: is, but. <laughs>
1: I think they both love playing against each other. Yes, um,
0: I'll I'll go with that. Embiid is yeah. obviously a superior player, and it's not really close. But uh, yeah, Siakam. If before, like before the season started, even a couple months into the season, I'd be like, "Oh, Siakam is an engine." Kind of yikes. With the way he's playing now, I'm like, okay, if we can put like an all defense lineup out there, play our long boys, contain Philadelphia, it's like okay. Siakam mismatch against pretty much everyone on Philly besides Embiid. Let him cook. Let yeah. him do his thing, right? It's it's gonna be better than anything else this team is gonna conjure up. So pretty happy. I mean, more than happy with how Siakam's been playing in the last couple months at least.
1: Yeah, it would be nice to give him some help. Uh like I mean Gary Trent had a good game here too, as well. Yeah. He dropped 30 points and some of the shots were the degree of difficulty on them was a bit higher than I'd like to see, but it was a good Gary Trent game in terms of them going in. And so yeah. I feel like it's you flip a coin with him, and sometimes it's ugly and sometimes it's really good. Yeah. Um, but I think we should talk a bit about James Harden here because every game I've seen with James Harden recently, he looks slow and sluggish. Like he's still passing well and making relatively smart decisions with the ball, but the scoring has just dropped off a cliff. And yep. if you're not getting that scoring from James Harden, all of a sudden his value because he's not a good defender either. It's like
0: there he's were just so kind many plays. Like Rondo, there know? were so many plays where Gary Trent Jr. is just running around on offense and just like, oh, wide open layup because Harden got stuck on the screen, and you know, a wide open three because Harden got stuck on the three or didn't switch. And then on on offense, like Precious Achua can guard James Harden without yeah, without fouling him, him down and it's just like, what like if you're not if you're going after our center who's probably the worst perimeter defender out there although he's very good for as a perimeter defender for a center right if, if they're doing the Embiid Harden pick and roll and you can just switch it like that that just really neutralizes what Philly can do out there like outside of Embiid post-ups which the Raptors are going to be fronting and doubling I don't know what Philly's going to be doing
1: yeah, I'm still slightly worried that Harden is just coasting in the regular season and saving himself for the playoffs, and we might see some unleashed version of him. But if this is the Harden that the Sixers are getting, I think this is going to be a real series, because this is a tough matchup for them. The Raptors know how to guard Embiid. They do a really good job at it. And <laughs> with Harden playing this, with Thibault out, this team is vulnerable. Their bench just gets roasted by the Raptors. As soon as they put Nyang in, like he's a bad defender. The Raptors go at him. Shake Milton isn't changing your life. And like if they played, De- if they even try and play DeAndre Jordan, oh man, these like, <laughs> rivers should be fired.
0: These <laughs> All right, Ben, let, let's quickly wrap up. Yeah, the sorry, last two games away. of this before we jump into our our sort of series preview of this so they played the the, the sorry the Rockets and the Knickerbockers to, to close out the season they barely beat the Rockets that was 117 to 115 I think the member will play there is Jalen Green going for that bonkers block on Watanabe uh, and then the Raptors coasted and and pretty much packed it in against the Knicks. They lost that one ninety four to 104 or 105. There was nothing to play for in that game. OG and came back and played 20 minutes. Nice little tune-up game for him, but uh, these games didn't matter. So I didn't really watch yeah. much of them.
1: Yeah, we were locked into the five seed. And so it's also crazy. It feels crazy to say that this Raptors team being the five seed <laughs> It felt it feels like it was just a month ago. I was like, oh, they're are they even gonna make it out of the play-ins? You know, like are they gonna go drop down to the nine seed? Now they're just comfortably in the five seed. <laughs> it's been a crazy month.
0: It, it absolutely has like so much success. So, like, I don't know. I was very down on the Raptors to begin this season, and now they're clearly, I think, you know, one of the top six teams in the East. So that's that's massive. And like, you know, Siakam's playing the best basketball he's ever played. Scotty Barnes is is on the rise. Freddie's had his best year. Gary Trent's coming into his own. Like every player is just is like every player that matters, because the bench still stinks. Uh every player that matters is is bringing it and getting better, which you know is so important. But let's let's talk about the Sixers here because I want to talk about Like, you know, we've seen this team a bunch in the regular season. You know, they're in the same division as us. Obviously, Embiid and Harden are the main guys here. Then Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey are sort of the next sort of substars, I would say, that are going to be taking shots. And then we get into the bench where it's, well, I guess not really the bench yet. Tybal is kind of the fifth starter. And then we get Danny Green, George Ning, Shake Milton, Paul Reed coming off the bench here. And I think this is where this team really suffers. And without Theibel in Toronto, we saw what the Sixers were going to do. 38 and a half minutes of Danny Green. This is the advantage for the Raptors, right?
1: Yeah. Danny Green is not the same player that he was when he was on the Raptors. Um, But having said that, I honestly don't think Theibel helps the 76ers that much in this series. Because who are you going to put him on? Gary Trent Jr.? Freddie? Like, I don't think... It, it's not like we have this perimeter superstar score that he's gonna shut down, and without with like with his lack of offense, mm-hmm. I almost think Danny Green is gonna be better for the team like playing more minutes than Thible. I'm sure Thible would still be useful because the bench guys it's just like a, taking another rung out of the bench depth, but I don't think this is like a pivotal pivotal player in this series if Absolutely. if they lose I totally
0: agree, yeah.
1: Like they can't blame their loss if they lose to Toronto on Thaible being out. It shouldn't be come down to that tiny of a margin, I don't think.
0: I, I totally agree with that. I think Thibol is like one of the most overrated players in the league as well. Cause I think his defense is mostly opportunistic stuff. And he's not actually that great at shutting down stars. He's more he's more good at creating turnovers in unexpected ways, which yeah, when you're when you're playing the same people over and over again becomes much harder to do once they learn your tendencies and what they can and can't do against you so in the playoffs i think i think he, his value definitely goes down and
1: yeah and it just gives someone for the raptors to help off of whereas like, yeah, yeah if you look at a starting lineup with maxi Harden, green harris around impede it's a lot tougher to find someone to help
0: off of because everyone yeah. there can shoot like tobias least- harris has been shooting solidly Yeah, at Uh, least plausibly shoot, right? Like the Raptors are, you know, they're going to have to rotate and close out on guys. Whereas if Thibault's out there, that's a guy they don't have to close out on, right? So yeah,
1: just give something to play, option to play a box in one if he's out there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I think, let's talk a bit about Maxi as well here because he's kind of a bit of an X factor for the Sixers. Like some games he really goes off and he looks like he's a future all-star and other times looks pretty quiet. And I think like, his game is predicated on slashing. He loves driving to the rim. He's become a much better three-point shooter this year, but I don't think it's—I I don't fully trust it. Uh, like, he, I think
0: he's—I think he's really good if the defense is off balance and he can—he can sort of be attacking downhill. Then I yeah. think he's a scary player because he, he makes the right play and he can execute either if it's a shooting an open shot or if it's going to the rim. Either, either he's really good in both of those situations, but he's not a creator. He's not a pick and roll operator, right? He, like, he's very much a role player. He's just very good at it. So, you know, he, he's definitely someone if you're, if you're clamping down on Harden and Embiid, he's not going to be killing you out there.
1: Yeah. And I also just think it's a tough matchup for him because of the Raptors length. Uh, like we don't have elite rim protection, but it's just whoever he's driving on is going to be bigger than him and has huge arms. Yeah. And so, He's always going to get decently contested at the rim, no matter what mismatch they have. And and so it's not like he can just feast against this team and there's lots of slashing opportunities. I think this is going to be a pretty tough series for him. And so at the end of the day, I feel like it really just comes down to Embiid and whether we can lock him down somewhat consistently, which, I mean, not fully possible, but like make his life difficult, make him a bit inefficient and uncomfortable. And if he can't just get wide open looks for everyone else in the Sixers. I think the Raptors are in a pretty decent position here.
0: Yeah, I definitely defensively like where the Raptors are on defense, I like what they're going to be doing. I think they're going to be taking a lot away from the 76ers, but let's go to the other end here. And I, as much as it is a bad matchup for the Sixers on offense, I think this is also a bad matchup for the Raptors on offense because even though, even though uh, James Harden is a terrible defender he's impossible to post up and they play really big maxi no slouch like that's not a guy you can just punish into the bottom of the basket and get a layup on and then like tobias harris and danny green are both big as well and him beat is one of the best rim protectors in the league and the raptors really struggle to shoot consistently from outside and create clean looks from three and the spacing isn't going to be that amazing out here, especially if we're playing guys like, you know, Ken Birch and, you know, Thaddeus young, right? Like the, you know, these are guys that that are not really threats from the three point line. So it's going to be tough for the Raptors to get at the paint. And it's going to be tough for Siakam, I think to do what he's been doing the last couple of months, which is, I think why the game against Philly earlier this week was so exciting because it was against Philly, but, I think that's going to be much harder to do consistently this series than he was doing it before.
1: Yeah. I'm interested to see if they put Embiid on Siakam at any point here, um, or if they don't want to have Embiid drawn away from the paint. Yeah. Um, But I think this, like offensively, I agree with you, but this is where the offensive rebounding, I think this theory of offensive rebounding is a, means to offense is Mm -hmm. really going to be put to the test here because outside of Embiid the Raptors are bigger at every other position here and they can just go at these guys on the boards Harden not known as a hustle guy Harris like none of these guys are really like hustle guys that are really gritty and fight for rebounds I think they've just kind of coasted by by having Embiid be huge and he can just scoop up most stuff that's not contested really well and so I just feel like the Raptors have a huge offensive rebounding advantage here if the Sixers are not fully engaged on that end. And just judging by some of these players' track records, I think I think it's a possibility that they can get by on their offense by doing what they did in the regular season. Uh, like this is a series where that might work.
0: It's certainly you're not really afraid of the Sixers running. And Embiid likes to play in yeah. the half court. Harden is going to be doing the Dauntless thing where he slowly walks the ball up the court whenever he can. You know, uh, Danny Green and Tobias Harris are by no means fleet of foot. It's pretty much just Maxi that you're scared of as like a guy that's just going to run it down your throat. But you know, so yeah. that 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 leaves you with more and more opportunities to offensive rebound if you feel like you can get back in time.
1: Yeah, and I'm just like how engaged is Harden going to be on boxing someone out? Like mm-hmm. I feel like his man is always going to be crashing the glass and is Harden going to be locked in on that? I don't know. I I I sense an opportunity there and I'm really curious to see how the game's play out because yeah, like our offense is always ugly, but
0: we're used to we, it.
1: <laughs> we we have that hustle advantage of we know we're going to miss shots and we're going to go after the boards. What's that
0: Bane quote? Like you, you play with the fire. I was born in it. It's like we we know how to fo- how to cope with the bad offense. Do yeah, it all season.
1: Exactly. And so, I think if there's any series where that strategy is going to work, I think it could continue to work here. Because um, I just sense there's like the Raptors have this grittiness about them and this toughness that I don't think the Sixers team has.
0: <laughs> yeah, they <And> seem weak. <laughs> to me, the biggest advantage that the Raptors have this series. It's not length. It's not offensive rebounding. It's not. It's not defense. It's coaching. Nick Nurses Nurse is greater than
1: doctors confirmed.
0: Like <laughs> I can't disagree with that. But just the the level of difference between Nick Nurse and Doc Rivers, and I think how committed the organizations are to them, and the locker rooms are to them, and like how bought in players are. You know, Doc Rivers was not hired. Daryl Morey. He was hired before Daryl Morey. There's rumors now going around that Doc Rivers is going to be the next head coach of the LA Lakers. Like, where did these come from? If not like they're not completely unsub- unsubstantiated. And people have been speculating that Doc Rivers is going to be out, you know, whenever whenever there's a convenient excuse to do that. And If your team's not behind you, if people think you're on your way out, it's just hard to get behind what the coach is saying if you think he's going to be gone next year. And, you know, the Harden thing, you know, they traded Ben Simmons and Seth Curry and Andre Drummond and some picks for him. Hasn't looked amazing you know do the rest of the 76ers love playing with this guy he's kind of changed the way that they've played taking shots away from guys they're not necessarily winning more games probably makes it harder for them defensively you know i just i just wonder how cohesive as a team they are yeah
1: yeah and doc doc rivers has a history of underperforming in the playoffs i mean going to those rumors though there's also been reporting the last couple of days that the lakers are eyeing nick nurse as their next head coach which it's like get the fuck out of here oh <laughs> he they can no... eye him all they want he's under contract <laughs> he's, <laughs> under, <laughs> he's under contract he loves yeah. toronto he's the team <laughs> canada head coach yeah and the the lakers have no assets they could trade for him because
0: they'd have to trade for him no, we're, we should <laughs> talk like... about the lakers in a bit after we're done with this yeah. preview because yeah the, the gong show is ringing loud and clear there um so, Ben, all right. So, advantage for the Raptors in coaching. Absolutely. If you I'm gonna put a gun to your head. Make your make your series prediction here and explain your reasoning to me.
1: I feel like our whole discussion has been so positive for the Raptors. But that being said, Embiid is still basically an MVP level player right now. Mm-hmm. And won the score yeah, like he's one or two in MVP voting. And there is just a talent gap here. And so as much as there's like strategic mismatches here for the Raptors.
0: The two best players are on the 76ers, right? Talent
1: usually wins in the playoffs. And it's it's really tough to bet against that. I think this might end up going seven. I'm going to say the Sixers in seven.
0: God damn it, Ben. You stole my pick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I hope it's Raptors in six, though. I, I I'm thinking about buying tickets to Game Six as well. I think they're like only a couple hundred bucks right now.
0: Yeah, you but, should get in on that for sure. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think. I I mean, I was gonna go with Sixers in in seven, but I'll go with Raptors in seven. I'm a, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I think if this team gets punched enough, we're gonna start to see things crack on the seams. You know, if they lose in Toronto, all the questions are going to be did not having Matisse matter? You know, it's just we're going to be getting like there's just so many reasons for the 76ers locker room to implode. Mm-hmm. If the series isn't going well, that I could see the Raptors by the end of it just having more confidence and really believing that they could win this and being able to pull it out, which, you know, uh, that's kind of the dream. And I'm, I'm going to buy into it for now. I could be. Talking yeah. to you guys in two weeks, being like, "Oh, I don't know how we ever thought the Raptors are going to win a game with playoff and beat." But <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: and and the thing is, I think if the Sixers figure out a way to shut down Siakam, he's been so so important to this Raptors offense because Freddie hasn't been the player he was in the first half of the season, right? Like he made the All Star team, he was playing excellently. He hasn't been that caliber of player in the second. He's not half. a good.
0: He's not a good shot creator. And he's not a good driver of offense, and especially against the Sixers with all their length. You know, like they, you know, Maxie's the smallest guy they're going to play, and he's pretty big for a point guard. So that, those are the definitely the matchups that Fred yeah. struggles with. Is the big we saw that his worst playoff series was against the 76ers, right? So
1: yeah, so I think like so much of this is going to fall on Siakam's shoulders for creating offense for Toronto. That if he stumbles in a playoff series here. If they figure out a way to make him uncomfortable, this will be over pretty quick. And so I think a lot of this is really riding on Siakam's shoulders. But at the same time, like the Raptors are playing with house money here because Mm -hmm. they've, this season has already been successful. Just making the five seed is a success. They're, everyone has them as underdogs in these series. Like no one expects them to win here. And so there's not a lot of pressure on them. Like, the season's been all about Scotty Barnes and he's developed like everything is already a success. And so nothing really matters at this point. And they have these veterans with championship experience that like they're pl- they're gonna be playing loose and free. And I think we'll see them at their best. And
0: so yeah, I, I think hope there's lots just, of
1: reasons for optimism.
0: Yeah, I hope it's just fearless basketball and people aren't afraid to shoot. And I don't care if you know Gary Trent goes O of 10 from three for a game, just like keep letting it rip, you know. So uh all right. Ben, I want to talk about the Lakers. Then we're going to do a playoff draft right after we do our uh, our play in predictions here. So, let's talk about the Lakers. They failed monumentally. They finished the season 33 and 49 with the eighth worst record in the NBA, which means that their draft pick in almost all likelihood is going to the New Orleans Pelicans which actually has like almost what the same odds the Raptors did last year to move up into the top 4 then they last night 1 minute after the game had finished to end their season they waugh tweeted basically that they were firing uh Frank Vogel as their head coach and, and then and the, the post game presser where everyone has seen this already he's asked about it he said they haven't told me shit which is just <laughs> fantastic it's amazing uh... that, Love it. We talked about it here, where you know there's there's the NBA journalist slash insider circle that is saying the Lakers are going to be going after Nick Nurse, which good luck to you doing that. Uh, he's under contract for two more years after this, and I don't see why the Raptors would let him go, even if he wanted to.
1: Yeah, and and there's also no evidence that he does want to. Like looking at the Lakers situation, the way they've treated Frank Vogel, how much of a mess things seem there. uh, I think, I think this is all clutch propaganda uh, that, like, oh yeah, Nick Nurse is our next head coach. Like, no. Yeah, (laughs) I think in a fantasy, you know,
0: maybe twenty years ago, when you know basketball wasn't so universal, you know, the getting to the Lakers was like, okay, this is one of the top. The top job in the NBA, and if anyone was offered it, they would take it. Now it doesn't really matter where you're coaching as long as your team is good and competitive, right? So and your organization is good, and the Lakers don't really have any of that going for them right now. So it's hard to see how they're going to be able to poach a good coach from a good situation. So I think they're they're pretty screwed here, and I can't see Palinka getting a guy into the organization. That has more clout than he would. And Nick Nurse would certainly have more clout than him. Like, if he, he was complaining to Jeannie Buss about the players that he was given, it's like they would have to listen to him over Palenka, right? And so it's I think. It's not just Jeannie Buss, it's also Kurt Rambus, He's part of <laughs> and the brain L- trust, Aaron. And Linda Rambus. <laughs> yeah. She's one of the four pillars magic johnson is the fourth one yeah legendary lakers gm magic johnson who quit by telling reporters that he was quitting uh yeah, it's it.
1: it's such a shit show it's but also amazing. like frank
0: vogel is a
1: really good coach who just won a championship for them two years ago and yeah. this is how they treat them like this mm-hmm. is it was so unprofessional and just ugly, like ugly, ugly stuff from this franchise. I, it's just honestly, like the cherry on this like shit I'm, Sunday that they've had. I'm,
0: I'm happy for Frank Vogel because no one is blaming him for this season, yeah. and just the way they let him go just shows everyone that Frank Vogel is a, is a good coach, a good guy, and he's the victim here, not the other way around. And I think he's gonna end up in a you know there we've already seen another coach get fired too, uh, Alvin Gentry. Of the Kings. So, you know, that means there's two head coach openings. There's sure to be more. And I think Frank Vogel would be, uh, it would be very wise for someone with a bad coach, let's say Atlanta to uh, look mm-hmm. into getting Frank Vogel to coach their team because I think he's a great defense coach. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> sure. sure. Depending sure. on how this first round series goes, do I think the would
1: yeah. 100% get fired if they lose in the first round.
0: Absolutely. Daryl so, Morey, I think, just needs an excuse to get his guy. In, yeah. Which might be D'Antoni. I don't know. He might be a little a little uh, past uh, his best before date. But yeah. You know. All right. Lakers talk done. Playing preview here, Ben. All right, so in the East, the team that everyone was dodging, the Brooklyn Nets, got the seven seed over the Cavs. So they're playing the Cavs in the in the seven eight matchup to play the the Bucks. Uh, is that right? Don't they? No, I think it's bot. Yeah. I think it's Boston. Sorry, my standard. Milwaukee's were wrong number three. Here yeah 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 Milwaukee's
1: playing Chicago so it's going to be Boston against the seven seed
0: and Milwaukee they tanked their last game of the season here to basically force Boston to choose between two and four and there's reports that Jalen Brown isn't vaccinated so they really wanted the two seed instead of having to risk coming to Toronto without (laughs) Jalen Brown uh so you know definitely interesting machinations happened but uh Yeah, Cavs versus Nets. Who you got here, Ben? I mean,
1: you have to take the Nets here.
0: The Cavs are so so hurt. Yeah. (laughs) Like, half their team is gone. They have been reeling. Remember when they were first? I think it was in January. They were first in the East. And now, uh, spoiler, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. No. Uh, So, Hawks Hornets is the nine ten. I got the Hawks here. I feel like they're... you have team. to pick the Hawks, but yeah. I think both these teams are
1: offense only teams. And so
0: mm. like, Anything can whoever, happen.
1: whoever yeah. is a hot shooting night, like this is kind of a coin flip game. I'd give the edge to the Hawks, but if Charlotte makes it, I wouldn't be shocked.
0: Yeah, agreed there. And I think either of these teams, I'd pick over the Cavs in to get the eight seed. So yeah, absolutely. All right. In the West. We have, I think, the most interesting one the T Wolves and the Clippers playing for the seven seed, and then the Pelicans and the Spurs for the nine to 10 game. T Wolves and Clippers, who you got here, Ben? It's in Minnesota.
1: Man, the Clippers with Paul George, I feel like you got to pick the Clippers here. They, I mean, I don't think they're like a contender per se, but they're a good team. And Minnesota hasn't really been here before with this roster.
0: Like, I could totally see nerves getting them a little bit. I, I think yeah. it's the Clippers. I don't think D'Angelo Russell's ever played in a playoff game. Yeah. you be wrong there. Uh, you know, no, he did Cat, have a... He got swept, I think, with the
1: Nets in, okay. in the bubble, maybe. I think it was He did not bubble. play in the bubble. Oh, maybe it was yeah. just the year before. I don't know. Yeah,
0: um, yeah so... I think I gotta take the Clippers here too. I think they're just the more like the veteran season team with guys that have been here before, and this is just a brand new experience for the T-Wolves. Pelicans, Spurs, who you got here? I think this is Pelicans. The the
1: Spurs, honestly, I don't even know why they've been they haven't been tanking. Get they, Pop yeah.
0: the most wins.
1: Yeah. Pop uh, wants to keep winning games, but This team, I think they're just in happy to be here mode. Um, Like they're going to
0: try, but the Pelicans are a better team. This should be the Pelicans. And then coming out of that, so let's say we have the T Wolves versus the Pelicans for the eight seed.
1: I'm leaning Pelicans here.
0: Really? I think I would go with T Wolves there.
1: But I just like this Pelicans team. (laughs) Like since they got CJ, I like how their team fits together, I like how they play. You know, they've got a lot of weapons and they've got they've got some veteran experience there, too. Now, like CJ's a nice vet. JV's been around the block and they're just good. Herb Jones, great defender. Brandon Ingram's solid. Uh, I don't know. I just
0: don't trust Minnesota. Maybe I should. Right. But <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, they've earned that. <laughs> they've yeah. earned that. So Okay, so I think in the East, I have the Nets and the Hawks coming out of the play-in, and yeah. you have the same? Yeah. All right, yeah. and then in the West, we got the the Clippers and uh, T-Wolves for me and Clippers and Pelicans for you. Yeah. What absolute heartbreak for Cleveland. They That's such a great season, and if they miss the playoffs, just... Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, Unfortunately. as soon as they're healthy next season, I think they'll be a very interesting team to watch. Yeah,
0: agreed. All right, Ben we did this last year. It was a lot of fun. We're doing a playoff draft. So the way this works is we're going to alternate between choosing teams here. Uh, and the number of wins that they get is how many points that you get. So we're going to count playing wins here as well. So even if you think a team's going to get swept in the first round, if they win a couple of playing games, you still get those, those points for that. Um, And yeah, no, no additional points for like getting out of the first round or making the finals or winning, whatever. It's just the only thing that counts is how many wins you get. Got it. So because you have just come off of a surgery and you're probably not feeling as amazing as I am, I'm going to let you go first, Ben. You get the first pick.
1: I don't want the first pick cuz oh, oh.
0: No, no, you get you, you get the pick. first and third. We're just going to alternate. Oh, we're, we're not doing I thought we'd just no doing snake draft here. Okay. Cuz just take the first I, pick.
1: I feel like you have to pick the Suns, but I also don't believe in the Suns and so uh I don't like I don't want to be rooting for the Suns to so, do well here. Oh, Aaron, I wanted you to
0: pick first so you would take the Suns. I would not but, uh, I would not take the Suns. Really? You don't
1: think no. they're the favorite? No. Interesting.
0: Now I'm. But if you pick my favorite, then uh, I will pick the Suns. So. Yeah. Ugh. Interesting that we're both trying to dodge this team. <laughs> Neither of us are believers, even though they've had one of the best regular seasons in recent. Yeah.
1: Okay, I'm gonna take the Suns.
0: All right. I'm not happy about it, though. Let the record show that I'm not happy. <laughs> so why don't you believe in the Suns, Ben? They have everyone healthy. They've had an amazing regular season. They've only seen improvement from Devin Booker, you know, Mikhail Bridges, Aiton. They know who they are. There's a lot of continuity. They have great coaching, great shooting, deep, like, players at every position to come off the bench. So, okay, yeah. They're, they're a really good team, but the reason
1: I don't believe in them is mainly because of last playoffs. I think in last year's playoffs, they just got really lucky to make it to the finals. A lot of things fell their way. And they don't have that elite top-end talent that some of these other teams do. Like, yeah, every series they go into, they're not going to have the best player on the floor. And I just don't fully trust Chris Paul to stay healthy for the whole playoffs. He's really old. And he's so important to this team on offense. Like with Devin Booker as their lead guy, are they that scary? I don't think so. And so they just feel vulnerable if one of these other teams in the West figures it out, like if the Warriors are healthy, and that's the other team I was really thinking about picking. (sighs) Like the Warriors are just a better team than them. If, If the Nuggets get these guys back for the playoffs. They're not. They're not. That's not, not something you have to worry about. No. Okay. I just saw Jamal Murray dunking the other day. So he's he's not coming back.
0: No, I think they're they basically shut them down. They're not oh, coming back. Okay.
1: That's disappointing. Um I don't know. I, I guess out west it is pretty wide open, but like going against if they go against the Mavs, Luka Magic, like honestly, Luka could just beat them by himself and I wouldn't be shocked. They just feel like they're they're the favorites and they should be the favorites, but they're a vulnerable favorite. <laughs>
0: yeah okay all right uh i i agree i mean i wouldn't have picked the suns number one but who who would you okay i guess i'm gonna find out who you would have taken here i am going to choose the milwaukee bucks as my number one team not because i think they're the best team in the league because i think that they have the freest first round against the chicago bulls who are already dead that team since their incredible start have has just been playing worse than 500 basketball. They have a negative point differential. They have the, one of the worst defenses in the league. They have no one to stop Giannis. This is a sweep here, which means that they get the bucks are going to get lots of rest and be full of confidence for the second round, where I think they probably still have more talent than most likely either the Celtics or the nets. So I'm going to go with okay. the box here.
1: This is interesting Because we don't know the results of the play-in, I feel like it's very tough to pick Miami here or Boston because they could potentially have the Nets. Either one of them could have the Nets if something goes wrong. And so, like, you're looking at those very uncertain matchups. I think I have to go out West again. And looking out West, like the first round series, Dallas versus Utah, I definitely favor Dallas. But I think if Denver doesn't have these guys, and I'm just gonna okay, assume man, that you're not lying, okay, I'm going Before, with Golden
0: State. Okay. Okay. All right. What? I was gonna say. Did you know that Doncic has a calf injury?
1: I did see it as a calf stream, but like I think
0: I think he's done. You think he's done? Yeah. That that's a. If you look at the way that injury happened, it was when he was moving completely untouched. There, it was a, like those no contact injuries are often much more serious than the contact injuries. And he couldn't walk. Mm. I mean, I've torn muscles before where it's just, you know, you run and something, something tears. Right. And then it's just like those you take a long time. And obviously I'm not the athlete, and they have way better access to, to, you know, like the whole organization is going to be staring at his calf and trying to send healing energy towards it for like the next seven days. But they also have the first game of the playoffs. They play Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Like there's no way he's going to be ready. And if he does come back, I think it, I think it's going to be like an AD situation where he comes back and it's just instantly clear that, that they, he tried to play because they needed him. And it just, he just can't do it. So unfortunate, I, I will not, I mean, I might be picking the Mavs because they might be like one of the last teams we pick, but I don't know. Okay. I think, I think you, cooked.
1: you have convinced me to stay away. Even a Hubble Donja,
0: she is so important to that team. So
1: yeah, I'm going to stay away then too.
0: Yeah. They're all saying right, they're so- optimistic. He's going to be back in time for the start of the playoffs. I think that's a loadable, but uh, all right. So you went. Jazz more
1: tantalizing, but yeah, I'm taking Golden State there. I think if it's just Jokic against Golden State, they should be good enough to have a fairly easy round there. And then I think next to Phoenix, it's them and Phoenix are that are really the teams in the West that I think have a shot to make it out. So okay,
0: feel pretty good there. I am not looking forward to my next pick one bit. Yeah, there's not a lot of great
1: options here.
0: <laughs> I think because of the way the bracket works out, I think I'm going to go with the Miami Heat here. Uh, the first round, I think they're going to get to play the Hawks or the Hornets. Or sorry, yeah, they're probably going to play the Hawks or the Hornets or, or the Cavs. As long as it's not the Nets, I think you're pretty pumped. And yeah. that that should be a pretty free win. And then we're talking about the 76ers or the, or the Raptors in the next series. And I think Miami is a good shot against either one of those teams. So, yeah. You know, so just for trying to win two series, I think they have some of the better odds here.
1: Yeah. I think that pick makes sense. Uh, I like their chances.
0: Uh, Okay. Now. Okay. Top seeds are still left. Two seeds left. Celtics are left. Grizzlies are left.
1: Yeah. The Grizzlies are an interesting one because they're, I mean, they're playing either the Clippers or Minnesota. And, okay, the Grizzlies won 56 games this year. But, like Phoenix, do they have that top-end talent to really be super successful in the playoffs? John Morant, I mean, he was good in the playoffs, but they lost in the first round last year. And, I don't know, depth doesn't matter nearly as much in the playoffs. So I feel like Memphis is they're probably still better than the Clippers, even if, oh man, this is really tough. This is really tough because I'm staying away from Boston versus Brooklyn. I think that's going to be the best first round series. And I have no idea what can, what's going to happen there. And same with Philly, Toronto.
0: God. Yeah. Right now we're at the, we're at the, there's going to be eight teams that win their first round matchups, right? We've drafted four. Mm -hmm. So we're still trying to get teams that are going to be favored to win their first round matchup. So, I think I think that's what we're Memphis. shooting for.
1: Yeah, I think I have to take Memphis here. It's the um, one I feel the best. I mean, maybe Utah. I guess if oh, like if the if the Doncic is really out, I just the Jazz. Uh, they give me the heebie-jeebies. I'm taking Memphis. <laughs> give me the Grizzlies.
0: All right, I think that's a good pick. I might. Have, I might so I have the to top three there.
1: seeds in the West right
0: now. <laughs> You're all West. <laughs> I am going to uh I'm gonna break rank here. I'm gonna choose the 76ers. I think wow. they, after you picked the Raptors to beat them. Yeah. I think if they figure it out, this team has a ton of talent. They if if they ha- if they put it together, if they have a good series against Toronto, I think they should they should beat the Heat. Like they have more talent than the Heat do. So I like you know, I think we're, we're likely going to see both these teams win their first-round matchups, and then I think either of these teams could go all the way. Spicy.
1: Okay. Picking, I, I'm
0: hedging I, I my bets that. here, but it yeah. could, be, could be a disaster. I, think, I just think they have a lot of talent left. so
1: That's reasonable. All right, I am going to go and take the Nets here, scoop them okay. off the board. Um, even though I think this series with the Celtics is... I mean, I'd honestly probably favor the Celtics in this series. I think the Nets upside. They're still reporting that Ben Simmons might be coming back during the first round of the playoffs. Who knows? Seth Curry's playing on one foot. There's a lot to hate here. But at the end of the day, Kevin Durant in the playoffs is pretty special. And I like the upside here. There's a free playing game as well, so I'm taking that.
0: That's true. Free playing game is nice. I'm going to take the Utah Jazz. I think they're still a good team. They can figure it out. They have good coaching. And if they get to go against the Doncic-less Mavs, that should be a pretty free first round series win. And who knows, maybe they could upset the Suns in the second round too. Do you actually think they have a chance to upset the Suns? Sure.
1: Yeah. This is the Utah Jazz we're talking about who have been imploding in front of our eyes. There's yeah. so much like there's so much bubbling below the surface here with this team. There's so much smoke that there has to be fire. Like, oh, yeah, things but, are not right with this. But team.
0: they're like they know that if they don't win now, they're like everything. Everyone's gone. Right. And sometimes that pressure can create diamonds and it can really galvanize a team. Usually it doesn't, but sometimes it can't.
1: All right. I think there's a better pick here. I'm I'm taking I'm hedging my bets here and taking the Celtics. Oh, I because... thought since you
0: picked the Nets you weren't going to take the Celtics and I could hold <laughs> off taking them.
1: <laughs> no, I think this is another team that has a lot of upside in the East and is part of the upper echelon here that could absolutely make it to the finals even without Robert Williams. They're still a super super good team. Like Jason Tatum is playing uh I've seen him on some people's All-NBA First teams. That's how well he's had been playing this season. And I think their defense is still going to be a juggernaut because all of their perimeter defenders are just so, so good. So I think this is still a really scary team. If they get by the Nets, they'll have a competitive series against the Bucks in the second round.
0: All right. I am going to go with the Denver Nuggets here. I think that there's a decent chance that the Warriors are not healthy. And if they are not healthy, then they should not be favored in this series. If Steph's not not ready, then uh, the Warriors are done. So I'll take the nuggets here. Do you don't believe in the Jordan Poole Warriors? I do not.
1: <laughs> That's fair. Um, hmm. I don't want to tell you which teams I'm considering here because I feel like it might be
0: my mind's made up already. I have my own tier wow. on the other on the other tab. So.
1: Oh, okay. You've been doing some planning
0: here. I no, see. I just I made that up. I, I I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 winging it. Okay. Um, this is like I'm, March Madness. I spend two minutes thinking about it. Yeah.
1: Um. Right now, I'm weighing between. So the Raptors are still on the board here. The other team that I think has some juicy potential here is the Clippers. If the Clippers beat Minnesota and go against Memphis in the first round, the Clippers have more experience there. They're a really solid team as well. I think that would be a very interesting first-round series. But my heart is is with the Raptors, and so I am choosing the Raptors because I think they're going to get at least a couple games from the Sixers.
0: Yeah. Uh, you'd hope so. I'm going to go with what you just said. I like the Clippers here, potential first-round upside and and beyond, honestly, because if they win that series, then they're playing the winner of the Warriors and uh, and Nuggets, and that neither of those teams could be a juggernaut with injuries. So Kawhi could come back too. You never know.
1: Do we think that Zion has any chance of coming back? this season.
0: I would not start by bringing a guy into a playoff atmosphere. Like, <laughs> that one that's never played before. Yeah. Uh, hmm.
1: Okay, let's... I'm just going to, for the listeners that have lost track of all us at home, we have six, seven, eight teams left. The Bulls, Cavs, Hawks, Hornets in the East. The Mavs, T-Wolves, Pelicans, Spurs in the West. So we're really... Grasping at straws here. Um, man, the Mavericks are kind of standing out here as a team that, if Doncic does miraculously recover,
0: the upside there is pretty hard to pass up. I'm taking the maps. All right, thank you. I did not want to take them. I'm going to go with the team. <laughs> I'm going to go with the team here that I just can't give up on the Atlanta Hawks there's yeah. I, I know I picked the Heat but like I think Trey Young is the best player in that series they had a really good playoff run last year I think there's some chance they can put it together and if the Heat have a bad series they, they could make some noise in that one so plus they're probably gonna have to win two playing games so yeah potential wins there
1: I like that all right, I'm going to take the only team here that is actually guaranteed to be in the playoffs, and that's the Chicago Bulls. they also seven-
0: the only team that's guaranteed to lose every game that they play. <laughs> they they least- have they have no shot of winning a game against the Bucks. They like, get they get four is-
1: they get four shots at it. That that is a game.
0: guaranteed sweep. You think it's a guaranteed sweep? Guaranteed no. sweep. They have no chance at guarding Giannis.
1: Yeah, but who's going to guard Damar? He's unguardable, Aaron.
0: Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter.
1: No, they have great Damar defenders too. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, it's not good. But I'm going to go with talent here.
0: Give me the Timberwolves. Maybe they can win the play-in, and then maybe they can steal some games just because they have a lot of talent on their team. But okay. I, don't, I don't really see much coming from them.
1: That's interesting. I think the Pelicans is a better pick here because... They're pretty likely to beat the Spurs, I think. So that's one play and win, and then they get another crack at it. Where, I guess, I mean, this is kind of the same as the Wolves, but yeah, I'm I like the Pelicans more. Okay, I'm happy with that. Thank you.
0: All right, I'm gonna go with the Cavs because they have two chances to win one game, and the other two teams left here, the Hornets and the Spurs, have have if they lose their first game, are done. So, yeah, yeah. I'm taking the Hornets. I think the Hornets is also better. And I think the Spurs are the worst team, so I get them last. Yeah. yeah. All right, Ben, read me your team. What are you happy with? What are you What are you mad at? All right. So I've got the Suns, Warriors,
1: Grizzlies, Nets, Celtics, Raptors, Mavs, Bulls, Pelicans, Hornets. I think this is really... These playoffs are such a crapshoot. I don't feel great about my draft here. Because there's so much Funny you say that
0: because I said the same. I'm thinking the same thing about my team. (laughs) Yeah. I have no
1: idea. Yeah. The field is wide open in these playoffs. And it's not, this is very rare that we get to say that. This is going to be a very, very exciting playoffs, I think. And I mean, I kind of like, no, I I was going to say I like the Nets upside pick that I got there. But honestly, I think the Celtics with the next pick is just as good for upside. So, like, I don't know. This all feels like a crapshoot.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think I took the heat too early because I don't actually think they're that good. But yeah, yeah, it's just.
1: But like none of the teams no in favorites. the East are yeah. playing that well. Like yeah, yeah. They someone's got to flaws. Win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, someone's got to win, but they all are flawed teams. Yeah. So we'll see. The Bucks is a sneaky good pick. I think. I I think the Bucks would be my pick to come out of the East right now if yeah. you just like looked at the field. So I do
0: like that pick from you. Yeah. I was I'm happy with that one. The rest of them sus. <laughs> yeah. Sus on. All right, Ben. We have an email here. Uh Gavin, former host of the last two episodes here, uh, he says, I had this wild theory pop into my head the other day. Before a Spicy P's ascension into the Raptors ranks, the team went through a long stretch where the fan base was convinced that we need a power forward to get over the playoff hump. Years of watching DeRozan, Lowry, and JV duel it out with Patrick Patterson as a starter made it abundantly clear the Raptors needed wings. My theory is that Masai was languishing in this entire time, unable to find the right power forward for the team. So what did he do? He built a team of power forwards and it ain't going to stop. Am I crazy (laughs) or is this legit? Also, at the time of your recordings, uh, you likely know the Raptors' first-round opponents. What are the key matchups to watch in the first couple games of the series? All right, Ben. Masai overcompensating for the Raptors' previous lack of wings and power forwards. Overcompensating building.
1: for the nightmare of Patrick Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> he was fine.
0: He was not the yeah. problem with the team.
1: No, he definitely yeah. wasn't. Um, I think this is just the way yeah. the league is heading. If you can play big guys, it's better to play big guys if they have the perimeter talent. And I mean, with this with this team, I think we're stretching it a bit on the perimeter talent aspect of the bigs. But like they're young. Like we've seen Precious Achua, he's just the prime example in my head, kind of blossoming as the season progressed. It started off so ugly, and now he's shooting 48% from three. And if that's real, it's all of a sudden you have this dynamite player on your hands, and like Scotty Barnes, kind of this diamond in the rough that. It's just all of a sudden, like if he blossoms into a player, it's he's going to be one of the best players in the league and you have Giannis. Like, he's I think already he's re- blossomed into a player. Yeah. Like I think Masai is just hunting for the next Giannis and just taking as many stabs as that as he can get. Um, and it's working.
0: <laughs> yeah, you he certainly a see team of Giannis's. the theory of what Masai thinks is the best way to play basketball. And that is with big players that have a lot of skill and athleticism. And then you can Mobile. switch on defense. Yeah,
1: the the switchability on defense, I think, is the biggest part. But then they also can all play like perimeter defense,
0: attack mismatches on offense because yeah. the other team is going to have to play small guys that can that don't defend, and while you are only playing guys that can defend. So yeah, certainly it, it like does... yeah, if you look at who the Raptors play, they don't play guys that can't defend right yeah
1: it does seem like their focus is pu- pretty much solely on the defensive end and they'll be like we'll figure out what you can do on offense and how to make that work but we need big switchable defenders and if you can do that you're gonna get on the floor
0: yeah and obviously Fred Van Vliet is kind of the exception there but you know he has a chance at making all defense so yeah you know, I think he's probably still the Raptors best defender and you know the IQ is just off the heart off the charts there so Certainly, I think you you know Masai looks at the, the big slow plotting centers as being like that's that's a waste of a player on the court. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So key matchups for the first couple of games of the series for me, it's Precious Achiuwa versus James Harden, and can he stay in front of James Harden? Can he not foul James Harden because that's their weakest perimeter defender? That's the guy that James Harden's going to be hunting for when they do pick and roll with Embiid. So you know, I like the matchup for the Raptors. You think he's going to be
1: way. hunting Precious?
0: Oh, I think I think there's no one else to hunt. I think everyone else is is just scarier. <laughs> so
1: Precious has just locked him down every time he's guarded. I know. Him. I, feel I like know, they're which,
0: terrified of Precious. They should be, but I don't think that I don't think that anyone else is better. Like, are they going to go after OG and Obi? No. Like, yeah, it's been so long since I've even seen OG play. And, I kind of and, forgot we had him. Oh and the God, Raptors are just going to be so they're going to be scrambling. Uh, Freddie to avoid putting him into the pick and rolls just so he can you know guard off ball better. Yeah. So uh, you know I I I think that it's going to be Precious Achiuwa versus James Harden in Isos, and that's kind of going to determine the first couple games.
1: Yeah, to me the most important matchup is Siakam versus whoever's guarding him. Like who on the Sixers is going to be the answer for Siakam? If it's Thibel, I don't I don't think that's a great pick for the Sixers like I don't no. like that matchup if it's Tobias Harris that doesn't seem good like who are they going to put on Siakam here I think that's going to be think, yeah. very interesting if they have yeah, they put in how can the Raptors warp the Sixers defense because Embiid is so much of the rim protection if like Siakam is the ball handler on pick and rolls can they just get- take
0: Kobe threes Just brick threes and (laughs) get those offensive rebounds with Embiid contesting the threes. Yeah,
1: that'll be the one time I'm happy with Siakam taking long twos or whatever jumper he can take. If Embiid's guarding him, just have everyone else crash the boards. Yeah, like it. That's to me the biggest, the biggest kind of swing point in the series. So very curious how the Sixers decide to game plan that.
0: Yep, I can't can't wait. We're gonna be back next week with one game under our belts. I think we're probably going to do a podcast on Sunday as the Raptors play Saturday evening at 6pm. Make sure to tune into that one because this is going to be a hell of a playoff series. The Raptors have a shot. This is the team Gavin and I were talking about it two weeks ago. Actually, three weeks ago now. This is the team that the Raptors wanted to play in the first round in the East. So, Mm -hmm. let's see if we were right.
1: (laughs) I mean, I don't want to get too carried away here, but if we beat the Sixers, like the Heat, would be the next opponent, probably.
0: I I wanted to draft the Raptors, uh, but you like, you stole them from me. Yeah, it's it's not out of the realm
1: of possibility that this team can go pretty far in the playoffs. But let's not get carried away. Let's focus on one series at a time,
0: one game at a time,
1: Ben. One game at a time. <laughs> Got a lot of a lot of steps to go through before we get there.
0: Absolutely. All right. Uh, thank you guys for listening. If you have any questions, where where can they reach us, Ben? oh, well, it's been so long since I've done this. Do I still remember? Of course I do. It's
1: Mail at gmail.com. Shoot us an email with whatever crazy question you come up with. It's Mail at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.